We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, and a pleasant good afternoon to everyone out there in Irish Breakdown land. Let's just say it was a great drive home, and I'm fired up to talk to Brian about this <laughs> because we didn't have our normal banter back and forth. Right. We had about we a two together. minutes of prep time. Yeah. Vince so just got home, and we're ready to rock and roll. I literally just jetted out of there, got in the car, and believe it or not, the the the, the trail to Indiana was wide open. I don't think I've ever gotten from – Lakeshore Drive to my driveway as fast as I did, so it was awesome. So kudos to the people directing traffic because they got me home fast. So I appreciate that, uh, and I stayed till the final whistle, believe it or not, too. So just walked in the door 15 minutes ago, Brian. What did you think of that game? It was a huge win, obviously for Notre Dame. That ended up being 41-13. Obviously, the final score is a little skewed. Uh, I was you know, thinking I was going to get it right. It was 24-13. Wisconsin had the ball. I'm like, they're going to go down and score, go for two, not get it. And I'm going to look like a genius. Uh, then <laughs> well, uh, Notre Dame stopped, the same and thing. then they got a field goal to make it 27-13. I'm like, man, Vince should have stuck with his 27-13 again. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, just a steamrolled him. And Notre Dame earned yeah. a big upset victory over Wisconsin. I still can't believe they were a six and a half point underdog. I, uh, ridiculous. But there were some things from today's game, Vince, that are really exciting to talk about. There are some things we're going to discuss that are still very concerning. But at the end of the day, Notre Dame went away from home, played a solid team against Wisconsin, a yeah. solid, you know, eight, nine win team, and handled their business. And, you know, one of the keys that I had, one of the things I talked about in my keys to the game and in my what to look for is defensively. I want to see this defense finish. I want to see them finish at the quarterback. I want to see them finish on Balkers. <laughs> I want to see them finish games. And holy moly, did they finish this oh game. Oh, my goodness. Notre Dame's defense and special teams outscored the Notre Dame offense. And the Notre Dame defense outscored Wisconsin Yeah, by fact. itself. Facts. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that was a, a great performance. I thought offensively they did some things that, that – that were bad, but then they, you know, they took advantage of the the defense. All of Notre Dame's offensive points came off defensive turnovers, right? Now you could say, well, that's more great about the defense, but hey, the offense had to capitalize. Absolutely. And two of them turned into touchdowns. And so 
It was a good team game. You know, the defense started kind of giving up a little bit. They gave up that long shovel, and they go down and score, and then, bam, Chris Tyreek takes it back to the house. Like, this was a team victory. And to me, that's the thing I like. Now, one part of the team played a whole lot better than the other part of the team, but everybody played into this win. And and that, to me, is a, is a, is a great takeaway. It also feels good to be 2-0 against the Big Ten. I can't say I hate that. Uh, I would also say that, you know, what does it say that that Toledo and Florida State played Notre Dame more competitively than their Big Ten opponents? I just had to say it. I just had to say it. Okay. Um, but look, this is a team that still has not come close to reaching its peak, and they're 4-0. And they just beat a team that a lot of people apparently were predicting Notre Dame was going to lose this game. Every single yeah. person at Irish Breakdown predicted this win. So so the negative Nancy site, uh, everybody picked the Notre Dame victory. And I don't think any of us saw 41-13 coming. Well, no, but it, that kind of happened at the end with the pick sixes and, you know, things of that nature. Right. If, it was, if that but game I ended that, with – though. I oh, me too. That, oh, don't get me wrong. Me too. I it was Just from a prediction standpoint, you right. and I were like right on the money there if the game would have ended five minutes earlier, you know. But, uh, hey, kudos to Notre Dame for putting their foot on their throat and just – just putting it away. Yeah. I mean, that was that was yeah. fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, and outside of one drive, I thought this defense played really one play, essentially. I mean, I I I'd say two plays for me. They the long pass early and then the shovel pass in the second half. Okay, okay, yeah. That that shovel pass was annoying. Um, but yeah, and and they when they scored that touchdown, uh, it was two slants in a row. I mean, and it was mm-hmm. Notre Dame basically were, they were inviting the slant mm-hmm. with the defense that yeah. they were playing. It was so obvious uh, that they should run a slant there. But then it, they kind of gave it right back to Notre Dame because it was so obvious that Notre Dame needed to run the slant at, when they scored their touchdown that I was yeah. like calling for it from the press box. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, look, it was a great win for Notre Dame. I think it was a statement win for Notre Dame yes. because the national yes. media thinks that Wisconsin's this amazing team right. and they think Notre Dame's not. So that right. they had to win this one, and right, so many people are just going to look at the score. It's it's just a fact. Correct. They're going to look at forty one thirteen, and they'll be like, "Whoa, maybe we should pay attention to this Notre Dame team." Yeah, that's all they're going to do. Yeah. That's all they're going to do, and that's so, okay. That's okay. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing I like about this too, Vince, this is an adversity game. This was this was an adversity game. You know, you, there's all this absolutely. talk about how you're down to your third string. They played their four string left tackle at one point in time in this game. Your starting quarterback gets hurt. Your number two dynamic freshman quarterbacks hurt. He can't play. Your third string quarterback, you know, that's what they kept calling him. Third string. Yeah. Quarterback. He's been listed he's, as the second string quarterback all all fall. He yeah. was always going to play if Jack went down. It was not. They were not going to turn the reins over a hundred percent to Jack to Tyler Buckner. It was going to be now, the same game plan would, with Tyler Buckner with his package. That, that's correct. what it was going to be. So he comes in. And, you know, first drive, he makes a couple throws. They they settle down. He comes out. He gets hit. And then, you know, it's like, okay, here we go, right? But he battled back. The defense picked the offense up when all that happened. The special teams picked the defense up. That's why I say, Vince, it was, a, it was an adversity game. They fell behind early, took the lead. Fell behind again early in the first fourth quarter and then came right back. This, this, this game actually went in a way that, to me, is going to be better for this football team than if they would have just jumped all over Wisconsin early and buried them and won 41-13 because they just routed them. I think this team is going to learn a lot more about itself uh, from how they had to win this game. I mean, this was a this was a physical game. I thought Notre Dame was the more physical team. 
That's that's that was my final takeaway from this big picture takeaway was Wisconsin battled Wisconsin's physical Notre Dame was more physical. The but at the end of the day the biggest difference is what you and I have been saying the biggest difference was going to be all year long. Since this game first started becoming the hype machine and Notre Dame is under they do not have enough speed to hang with Notre Dame. No. They do not. No. And we saw that today. On both sides of the ball. To Correct. Be now, Notre Dame rushed for three freaking yards yeah, and still true. beat Wisconsin by 28. True. That's true. And again, sack yards. Because why? Speed. Pain, but speed, well, yes. But they ran for 39 yards on yeah. 20 carries to the running backs. Absolutely. Less than two yards a carry to the running backs. It's a terrible run game performance. Right. Terrible. And, right. and look, Notre and Dame still, can't be one-dimensional. they still won by 28. That, that was my whole point, Vince, is because yeah. we'll get into the offense, trust me, is – this team faced a lot of adversity today, and still, it's like it didn't phase them. It's almost like, okay, Wisconsin thinks they got some momentum. They're playing that stupid jump around song. Oh, and by the way, Pete Sampson tweeted after the game that the Notre Dame players were playing jump around in the locker room after the game. <laughs> of course they were. Freaking That's loved it. That's Freaking awesome. loved it. That's awesome. So, Vince, we're going to dive into the defense first because we're going to talk about the good part of the game. But before we do that, we do have some super chats I would like we for us to be able many. To, to get out of the way. So let's let's dive right in before okay. we, we talk about the so, defense. I got one from Tommy Guns here. Uh, I tried to stay on it so it wouldn't go away from us. Tommy Guns says, when did Wisconsin sign Oprah to play quarterback? You get a pick, and you get a pick, and you get a pick six. <laughs> Interceptions for everyone. That's, that's really good. You know that's what I liked funny. about it? He threw, what, four picks in the game? Correct? Something like uh, yeah. Yeah, something is like that. They were all Notre Dame guys making plays. Absolutely. That's the thing I liked. Like, I mean, he he's got to see Cam Hart as inside leverage on that second interception. The first interception, I don't necessarily blame him for. That was a, right. great, was a great play great by play. Cam Hart. Now great he's got to place that ball on the guy's back shoulder. He's got to see the corners inside and put that thing on the guy's back back hip, I should say. But he didn't. But that was a great play by Cam Hart. Cam Hart made another great play later, which which his two picks resulted in ten points. You know, the Jack Kaiser just baited him into that into that pick six, and then they tip a ball that Drew White takes back to the sure. house. So, you know, you know, to me, that's the bigger thing. It wasn't like he was just throwing the ball like out in the middle of nowhere and the free safety's picking it off. I mean, they forced those interceptions. There were they a couple of those, those where I hoped that was going to happen, and it yeah. didn't. Forced um, five turnovers in this game because then Jason yeah. Adamiola, despite getting his face mask ripped, reaches out. And, I mean, it, <laughs> Vince, it, that's what – I mean, this defensive performance, what – I mean, we hardly heard Kyle Hamilton's name today yeah, only because, of how, because of how they used him, right? Like he had sure. a nice blitz and they used him to kind of, like we said, he played center field a lot, which we talked sure. about. Now they yeah. brought him down on some pressures and did some things. but And they had him one-on-one yeah. -on, -one on Ferguson a few times too. Right. They And he covered him well, but he, he was playing back a lot yeah. today too. And it was, okay, we need other guys to step up. And at every level of the defense, somebody stepped up that wasn't considered a, a stud. Yeah, you know, and, and so yeah, Jason Adamiola stepped up, sure, uh, but so did Howard Cross, so, and, right? I mean, and, and that's that was the thing about the this defensive performance. On. I mean, Riley Mills balled out yeah. today. Oh yeah, you know, he I mean, well, Jordan Patelho, Drew White had the best game of his career, which we'll get to. I mean, Cam Hart balled out. It was it was an impressive performance. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And I, but I do love that reference. Like you get a pick, and you get a pick, and <laughs> you get. A, it reminded me of that scene of that. Um, uh, remember that John Christ skit where he's like the football coach? He's like, I'm down to patino some guys, but not for these guys. I'm not going to jail for these guys. You know, oh, like, that's so, that, you, know, that's you get a sack or you get, you know, it's just, <laughs> I 
that's the scene I had in my head when when uh, <laughs> when Tommy did that. It was well, great. Yeah, he talks about the offensive line. He goes political on it, but it's really it's yeah. just really funny. Yeah. Anyway. Oh man, good stuff, good stuff. All right, let me find some more super chats here, Brian. Uh, Patrick Barnes, credit to Coach Driscoll. He called it when Wisconsin got behind and had to speed up. The wheels fell off for them. And they look, are not a come from behind team. And there were numerous times where Notre Dame did a great job on first down. Remember that we yeah. talked about that on Thursday's show. Their first down was the key. If they can get Wisconsin behind the chains. Then they got to throw the ball and they got to do things that they're not comfortable doing. Notre Dame shut down Wisconsin's run game and they kept trying to run the ball on first down and they were not very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what did they have? They had 74 yards on the ground, 74, mm-hmm. 74. Okay. And, 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 and they were like at 63 until like the last drive of the game. Yeah. They, when and they, they kind of ran out a couple clock. plays late. Yeah. Because yeah, when matter. I was originally writing my game story, I had him down at 63 on the after oh, okay. the last pick six. Gotcha. And they went like for like 11 yards in like the last drive or so. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Searcher Green, our guy Searcher Green, thank you for the super chat, says slightly better play in the first half. And my 56-point prediction would have easily No kidding. <laughs> Who knew that was going to happen? Seriously. Man? Jeez. I did not see 41. Look, I said – in the show that if Notre Dame hits 30, they win the game. Well, the thing that you and I but, did say is that we could see this being we, – we talked true. about this twice. We did. If we did. Notre Dame plays their game, they can blow Clemson, Wisconsin out. They, they, they didn't play their game. And, and they didn't no. really blow Wisconsin out. This was a competitive game for three and a half quarters. Uh, you know, and it, it was. I mean, heck, Wisconsin had a lead in the fourth quarter. I mean, they went up 13-10 in the fourth yeah. quarter, and then Tyree yeah, took, that right, took it right back. So uh, cer- certainly a, a – I mean, yeah, I, I, I truly did not see it playing out that way. Not I'm not either. shocked that Notre Dame won 41 to 13. I'm shocked that but the, the manner was as bad as it was, and they yeah, were the manner in which it happened was yeah. shocked. 21 and, non-offensive. And I, I want to, I do want to say something. He says that was not an upset. Hence not to us. the air quotes. Yeah, not to <laughs> us. I mean, it was never an upset to us, and I frankly right. had a hard time doing all the radio shows that I do and doing all the podcasts and everything, just taking the six and a half point thing seriously. Like I just, usually I can understand where some of this stuff comes from. Like I get it. I never got this one. I didn't get it. I really did not get it. A touchdown favorite over Notre Dame. Give me a break. They were never down six and a half points in the game. Yeah. Ever. All I know is you're floating me alone this week, Vince. Okay, for dinner. (laughs) Because you 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 uh, it's a lot you had, of like five dollars. had, you had bets. a good week. Okay, they hit, baby. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. DBZ, thank you for the super chat. Says, let's Absolutely. get this out, for, out of there from the jump. The O-line coach needs to go. Let me tell you something, DBZ. I don't know if you noticed. I was watching the TV copy while I was up in the press box. One of the first people he hugged after the game, like after he got uh, Gatorade dunked, was Coach Quinn. So. Which uh, that doesn't surprise me because he's been with the guy for thirty. Oh, I know years. they're they're that's. I, but my I, point I turned is, to my wife and I joked to my wife and I yeah. said, "Do you think Coach Quinn was listening here? Please don't fire me! Please don't fire me! Please don't fire me!" <laughs> I literally said that to my wife. She got. I, I, I thought some similar things when I that saw that embarrassing, going down, but yeah. embarrassing. But anyway, uh, and they Jay, still won by twenty-eight. Yeah, and which is this why is what we keep saying. Imagine what this team team could do if the offensive line was just average. Yes, precisely. Uh, Jay with the super chat. Thank you, Jay. Says Mertz has more TD passes to Notre Dame defenders than his own offensive weapons so far this year. Yeah, yikes! That's true. Well, he, he threw three touchdown passes today, right? Yep, two to Notre Dame one, and one to Kendrick one to- Austin, one to Jack Kaiser, one to Drew White. <laughs> so. The fact that Drew um, White was able to score on that was even more impressive than Kaiser scoring. Yeah, dude's athletic, man. I keep telling you. I'm telling you, that was he's like bobbing and weaving, and that was I phenomenal. Mean, I was like, oh, was I hope because if he doesn't take it to the house, they were going to take a knee. That's why I was yeah, glad absolutely. he scored because 41-13 just to me looks a whole lot better. Than oh, that. looks way better. Uh, Johnny Jimenez had it 42-13 on Thursday's prediction, so one point off. Well done, Johnny. Well done. I highly doubt that your 42-13 look like played yeah, out right. how. If it did, hey, we're going to have man, a kick but... return. And, although we had a lot of people in the chat on, on was it Thursday show, the prediction show, talking about they're going to get a defensive touchdown this And week. somebody said this is going to be a defensive touchdown and, and a uh, special team yes, touchdown. Yes, there was somebody that said that. Yep, there was. I, I, can't, I wish I would have remembered who said that. But, yeah, we, we had Whoever people was. making that. Yes. <laughs> you, sh- you better play the lottery this week. That's all I'm saying. Right, exactly. Uh, Will Claw, uh, thanks for the super chat, man. Uh, big Marcus Freeman fan right now. Now, bull, BVG bull crap can kind of go out the window. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah. that when we get into the defensive thing. But yeah, he forgot how to coach apparently the first two games, and then he uh, remembered the last two weeks. And whatever. right, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Michael Burke, thanks for the super chat. Says he talked during the week about O line looking like we did our job, and on fumble by Pine. Baker pushed the defensive end into him and then jogged after the fumble. He didn't jog after the fumble. That's as fast as he goes. Like I, I he was running after it, and I, yeah. I don't was was it Baker that that got? Yeah, it was. Okay. A, and we'll get into this too. But it was a blown yeah. protection. He thought he thought he had inside he had help. Inside help. Yeah. So he kind of just pushed inside, and the guard worked inside, and it was just a. a I mean, didn't didn't the work. number of blown protections. Like it's one thing if a guy just beat you. Hey, this is better than me. The yeah. number of blown protection sacks they've had this year is disturbing. And that they're still doing it in game four. Right. How troubling is it? And we'll get into this again. How troubling is it that so far Notre Dame's two most fundamentally sound offensive tackles are a pair of true <clears throat> freshmen? Yeah. Blake Fisher in the opener, now Joe Alt. If that doesn't say everything you need to know, then I don't know what else I can say to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to get some dad love in here. Mr. Adam Ilola, uh jumping in after the game. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, he says, why is the national media not speaking about Jason yet? Gets double teamed and still does his job today. Five tackles, four solos, one sack, one forced fumble, 19 tackles in four games. Can you please explain? He's our dude, man. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> we don't, I don't get, get it either. It. I mean, I, I 
We write about it all the time. We've been talking about it since the summer. And it, it honestly, what it comes down to is the national media, sadly, is very lazy, yes. to be honest with you. Absolutely. And, and they talk about things like, you know, like all the hype about Kane Madden. I can't believe I had somebody say, I can't believe Kane Madden has, has played this way. I'm like, why? You've listened to my show all summer. Why does and, it surprise you? Right. You know, but they just went with the pro football focus grades. And they went with, you know, all this other nonsense and they don't pay attention. You know, Jason didn't start last year. Right. And they don't. Do you really think they were breaking down the Alabama game, watching him destroy Deontay Brown and Emil Echior? No, they weren't watching that. They just right. looked at the 31-14 <laughs> score and just assumed that whatever. So it, it, it's just it's about laziness, really, to me. Yeah. And, yeah. and and honestly, I don't think Notre Dame does a whole lot to, to push him either, to be honest with you. I mean, the only guy we really hear talked about is Kyle Hamilton, understandably so. But. Yeah, I mean, really to good, his but... point about the double teams, that I wrote about this in my game observations. Wisconsin was very concerned about Jason Adam Yule, and they still couldn't <laughs> right. block him. Right. And part of the thing is they, they were so focused on double teaming him a lot of times that that's why the linebackers were just running free the whole game. So, uh, yeah. Well, the defensive but, line but I think general, this is a yeah. game that should kind of wake some people up to that. It better. I mean, yeah. it should. It absolutely better. Jason's yeah. been playing just – insane all year long i think one thing that hurts him too is because the line as a whole so good it can kind of take away from one guy being great yeah uh, and just kind of like wow they just you know everybody plays well i think almost everybody on the line made at least one play today where they were spoken about yeah you know at one point or another i think nana's probably the only one that i don't remember his name being talked about Okay, fair enough. That's about it. But he had a couple nice plays too. I mean, you know, where he was where he needed to be. But yeah, sure. you're right. Jacob Lacey. I mean, everybody. Howard Cross, Riley, yeah. Mills, you know, Foskey. Yeah. You know, Myron, Is that the last of the of Super Chats events? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's not. No, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't interrupting. I'm saying if it was, I wanted to just, I was going to oh, transition into the defensive no, line. We talk got a couple more. We yeah, got a couple so more. That, Demetrius I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't coming at you. <laughs> oh, no, we got more. Uh, Demetrius Rex. <laughs> Thanks, man, for the super chat. So, he, he goes, never a doubt. Yeah, right. He goes, except so, for when I was pooping my pants anxious yeah. at the game yesterday. So Demetrius on Thursday was super confident. They're going to win. I, he was like, I think he had like the first <laughs> chat in the game right. prediction thread. And it was like, they're going to win. And by Friday, he was like, man, I'm super nervous about this game. Like in a day. And I get it, you know, because when you're not in control, uh, yeah, exactly. I certainly get that. But um, yeah, it was um, – it was an interesting game. It, yeah, I'll be honest with you, Vince. Up until the point that they went up 13-10 in the fourth quarter, I never really felt like Wisconsin had a chance to win this game. No, me neither. Me neither. And I, and, and as soon I, as I did Chris get Tyree, a little nervous at 13-10. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, that, I was a little nervous because the offense hadn't really done anything exactly. to feel confident. But as soon as Chris Tyree took that to the house and it got, again, a special teams play, yeah. turning things around, Deflating. getting momentum on your side. Completely right? deflated Wisconsin. Absolutely. Like, as soon as that happened – I, I was sitting in the yep. press box, right? You got to be quiet. You're not allowed to cheer, okay? Yep. And as soon as he hit that, I could see the hole because he caught it. So the press yep. box is set up uh, where we're in the corner, all right? And so he caught it right in front of me. I could see the hole. Like I was yep. on the helmet cam of uh, Chris Tyree. As soon as I saw that hole, my hands go up like yep. this. People and start making fun of me. it fast. It's like, it's touchdown, man. Like, I mean, it was so obvious and he it was so it awesome. Fast. It was so he hit it real fast. Absolutely. Uh, last one I think that we've got at the moment. Uh, Lawrence Adams, thanks for the super chat. My guy says, winning feels great. Fix the O-line and we can be elite. D will be top-notch oh, yeah. by November. Fingers crossed <laughs> that we figure it out and make the playoff with real speed 
in town. I think the I defense think the, is elite I, now. I think, on, on, <laughs> I think the defense became elite on September 25th. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... There was, before we dive into the defense, there's one comment. Uh, David Littlefield said, "Love the unis today." Okay, I, I got a comment on the unis real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, I did not like them on Twitter. I did not like the way they looked when they released them. I didn't like any of it. Like I thought they looked suit. really good on TV. Okay, I did not like those uniforms. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but on TV they played well. They I did. thought they looked really good on TV. They because I remember the 2015 uniforms. I thought were the sweetest. Shamrock uniforms. Those were all those? greens against Boston College and Fenway. They were the sweetest Shamrock uniforms in person. They looked terrible on TV. Just yeah. couldn't see numbers. Right. Uh, but but I thought these played well on TV. I was surprised at how well they looked on television. So I was pleasantly surprised with with how well they looked. So yeah, no, I, I thought they looked great from far away. I, I kind of you know, am I, am I promoting for them to be the home uniforms? No. But I kind of like I kind of dug the stripe on the pants, and I kind of yeah. dug the color. Better than the mustard, at least it takes away from that a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I I dug it, and they yeah. kept the gold helmet. So yeah. that's I know a huge you love that thumbs up for me. That. So yeah. Uh, but that's all the super chats we have at the present, Brian. So Vince, let's talk. Let's let's kick the kind of the actual analysis off with the okay. defense. Okay. Uh, first of all, huge props to Marcus Freeman today. I thought the job he did getting this team ready for this game was was really impressive. Was really impressive. Oh yeah. I I thought that number one, I thought this team came out with an edge. This team came out with an attitude where it, it was kind of like everyone's talking about how good. Um, here we go. Hold on a second. <clears throat> I thought you might want to hit huge, that one. huge super chat by Shelton Hager. Shelton, thank you. Very, very yes, much. Man, that's awesome. Uh, I'll you. be honest with you on this, Shelton, because because <clears throat> we're you know, normally we've kind of said, hey, we're gonna we're not gonna just take super chats right away when we go, but this is a big one, so I really appreciate that, man. That's big time. But uh, when they went to when they went to review Cam Hart's touchdown, I looked at my wife and I said, no way they hold that's that a up. touchdown clearly, but they're gonna overturn it because that's I thought what the same they thing. And, yep. and they didn't. And, and so, but I mean, there was times like there was a play where like Jason Adamiola gets almost turned around. No call. Mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Patejo gets his jersey ripped. No call. Right. Uh, right. It just was kind of like you see that over and over and over again. And it's just kind of like, it's just, a, but I'll say this. I don't think that they did a bad job because I think they were consistent. They called it. They let them play physical football today. It was they did. A, a big 10 conference tournament basketball game. Basically is how they called this game today. But they did it both ways. There was a couple times I thought, oh, they're going to throw a flag on Notre Dame DB. They didn't. I thought they, they didn't call a good game, but they called a consistent game. And that's as a fair. coach, that's, that's what all I, can, you want. I can live for yeah, that. As absolutely. long as I know what to expect, because then I can have my guys go do what they're letting those guys do, then that's cool. I didn't like there was pass interferences that they didn't call on 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 the Wisconsin guys. But there was a couple that I thought maybe they could have called on Notre Dame as well. Yeah, and and didn't so at least it was it was not a very well officiated game, but at least it was consistently called. The, the one on Braden Lindsay, did you think that that was pass interference? The, no, the because it was so underthrown. Okay, you know, and I thought that the DB at least kind of went up like he was trying to make. Because remember, in college, you, you do not you have, have to turn, turn back to the ball. That's okay. just an NFL rule. Okay. You have to at least try to make a play for the ball. And I thought he was reaching up trying to make he a did. play for the ball. I mean, he went yeah. yeah. So okay, now, if right. it was a little better thrown, then I probably would have had, wanted a flag on that. But it was so poorly underthrown that I did, I did, I wouldn't have. I was okay with that not being called. Okay, 
because I felt like the guy was in good position. He was playing the post route well, and then Braden went up for it. I think Braden's got to do a little better job playing. Because he was underthrown. I mean, that's why there was contact. And he didn't run through him. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like Braden stopped and he just trucked him. So I I personally did not think that that was – I was okay. Would I have been upset if they'd have called it pass interference? No. Yeah. Would I was I upset that they didn't call it? No, not really. Because yeah. you got to you got to put a better ball out there, and, and we'll get into that. But but back to the defense, Shelton. Again, thank you. Thanks, man. Very, very, very much for that super chat. Very much. I thought <clears throat> one of the things I wrote about in my keys to the game is you've got to keep Wisconsin off balance, and I thought they did a great job of that today. Mm-hmm. They played 3-4 at times. They played 4-3 a lot. They played 4-2-5 at times. They played 4-4 early in the game, Vince. Yeah, yeah. Where they were using Jordan Patejo as a fourth linebacker, basically, because they had they had the Rover, they had Jack Kaiser in the game, they had the Mike, the Will, and then they had Jordan Patejo basically playing like a linebacker position. Then they would come out the next series and be in a, you know, more odd fronts. And there was at times, like, we somebody talked about like a 52. Well, there's a couple times they were kind of lined up and like yeah. – like it looked like a 52. And if you actually look at what guys are listed as on the depth chart, it was a 52. Yeah. Uh, but they were using Jordan Patelho as a, as more of a linebacker on that particular play, but he had Wisconsin off balance. I thought Marcus Freeman said, okay. And this is what you and I talked about during the week. Okay. They're bigger than us. And when Kurt Heinisch is doubt, they're much bigger than us. So we could either pound our head against the wall and try to play big boy football and play right into their hands. Or we can say, Hey, look, that's fine but we're faster than you. And he let them attack the whole, well, almost the whole game. Almost the whole, I was going to bring that up in a minute. But But they were aggressive. I mean, they were, and Mike Elston, if, you know, Jason's not getting enough credit as a defensive tackle. Mike Elston is not getting nearly enough credit for the kind of defensive line job he's done. If, If you are a defensive line coach, high school, Pop Warner, whatever, this is teaching tape material for you. Yeah. The leverage they, they were constantly beating Wisconsin off the ball. They played with great leverage all day. The block destruction technique today from the entire defensive line was phenomenal. They did a great job with Foskey and, and, and Myron Tungavaloa at taking on the counters and the pulls. Wisconsin could not get their stretches going at all because the edges right. were just hammering it, crashing it. Um, well, and one, the one of the things that we, penetration was great as well. Go ahead, Vince. It, well, one of the things we talked about in order for this team to be successful today was the defensive front controlling the line of scrimmage so that the linebackers could flow. They did that all day. Wisconsin yeah. could not get to the second level. They couldn't. I mean, when we're we're talking about how how Notre Dame can't get a sixth year guard and a fifth year senior right tackle and a senior you know two year three year starter center going on offense. Notre Dame can can lose a guy that's played is going to finish his career playing more games than any player in Notre Dame history. And Kurt Heinisch, Jason Adamiola is a, a three year guy, Mar- but there's also a lot. Of, I mean, Howard Cross hasn't played a ton of football. Jacob Lacey's been banged up the last year and a half. Nano Safamensa, where the heck did he come from? He's never played a meaningful <laughs> down in his life until this season. Right. They had to change positions with Justin Adamiola, like right at the beginning of fall camp after he played big end all last year. And lo and behold, this defensive line is playing elite football, and it doesn't matter who they put in the game. Right. That's the thing. Right. Riley Mills goes in there, dominates. Jacob Lacey goes in there. Him and Myron Tungvalo just blow up the line. I mean, they stopped. They were crushing Wisconsin in short yardage stuff. Did you see the snap where they went out on – it wasn't even a goal line. It was a third and short, 
it, they, they had back-to-back plays. One of them was the fourth and one, and then the play right before that. Okay. They were, had seven defensive linemen on the field. Seven defensive linemen. And basically dared Wisconsin to throw the ball. Wisconsin said, nope, we're not going to throw the ball. And Notre Dame said, fine, you're not going to get a first down. You're not going to get a first down so, either. I mean, just the they were physical. Their yeah. technique was tremendous. The game plan was excellent. They were penetrating. And they were smart with their aggressiveness. You know what we did not see a lot of today? Line stunts. We saw hard twists. Hard, I mean, hard slants and vertical but charges. Not a lot of this. Yes, like because they, that's what Wisconsin that wants you to do. They're, exactly. Yeah. If they catch you in one of their gap schemes and you're doing that, they're going to blow it open. Yeah. And Notre Dame stayed patient. And it was a it was an excellent excellent game plan. It was a diverse game plan. They had times where they were playing off coverage. Times they came up and played tight coverage. Uh, they had Graham Mertz, which isn't really hard to do. They had Graham Mertz guessing the whole game. I well, mean, he had two really nice throws the whole game, and that was it. I thought that they really showed who Graham Mertz was. I, I yes, you know, yes, he was a highly touted kid coming out of high school, but he just he, outside of Notre that game, wanted Illinois. Him. Yeah, I mean. Outside of that game against Illinois, his first game where he threw five touchdowns, he hadn't done anything, you know. And and they they put him in position to, hey, you need to win the game for Wisconsin, and he couldn't yeah. do it. He could yeah. not do it. Right. We got another super chat from from Shelton. He explains why he's so willing to give us some money today what? for the super chats. Because I'll be honest, Notre Dame made me a grand today. <laughs> Only Fred I share the love. The rest were horrible in this game. But I've never seen worse than the Penn State Auburn game. Yeah, they didn't make Notre Dame punt uh, on third down, uh, so so Sheldon, definitely not. But yeah, you're I, awesome, uh, dude. That's save great. the rest of that grand for yourself, buddy. I know you got that's some little awesome. ones, but we appreciate it. Thanks, that's very fantastic. very much. I don't think it, I thought I think the refs were bad. I, I I just I'll say again, I it's just more of a they were consistently, they were consistently bad. bad. <laughs> and as a coach, that's all you can ask for. Like well, I, it's, it's, you're gonna it's like, you're gonna make yeah. the same missed calls every time. You're not calling holdings today. You're just not calling holding. Right. You're not right. calling pass interference really today unless it's a mugging. Okay, there, was some, At least now there I know. were some legit holds that were not called. Oh gosh, and I they mean, still dominated. Yeah, that's the exactly. I mean, they called a cold. Should have they could have called. Mm-hmm. Not, there was one play, Vince, where there was literally three holds on the play <laughs> of, another, and they still forced Graham Mertz out of the pocket. Yeah, like they held they held three of the four defensive linemen. <laughs> They still got it, it's, it's like as a baseball coach in the strike zone. If it's yeah. consistently bad, if he's constantly right. calling high strikes or whatever, right. fine, we'll adjust. You right. know, and that's what you do in a football game. If yeah. they're going to be consistent, you adjust and you go with it. And yep. I, I just thought this defense played amazing. Great I, game I, plan, great yeah. execution. I mean, yeah. It, I, I look and and one of the knocks on, on Notre Dame in recent seasons has been they're just not a great run defense. And the first oh. couple games, they were not a great run defense. Well, Thank you. That's changed. And my wonderful wife bringing me some 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 drinks. I'm not quite done with it yet, but thank you very much. She was going to take. She was going to take the drink that I was working on because she's sweet like that. But, I stole my Gatorade from the um, field. One of the things about this game, Vince, is, is that with Notre Dame was able to shut down the Wisconsin because of the play of the line. They were able to shut down Wisconsin's ground game without having to overcommit to the run. Right. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll get some context. Notre Dame held Wisconsin to 73 yards today. In the last four seasons, Wisconsin only been held under 100 yards rushing three times, including today. Three including times. Including today. Including today. Three times in the last four seasons. Once this year, Iowa did it to them last year, and then a couple years before that, Ohio State did it to them. That's it. Three times they've been held under 100 yards. Notre Dame held them to 73. <laughs> and even if you – here's the other thing. 
I don't Notre Dame had what one sack today. Yeah, they didn't really sack him. Right. Um, they re- yeah, that one sack for zero yards essentially. Because part of I think they counted that strip as a as a as a oh, like okay. the fumble because they because they recovered it. They 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 mark it as where they recovered it and the ball went forward. So it wasn't any like any lost yardage. Sure. And and so which is kind of strange. But anyway, they had Wisconsin had today had zero sack yards that they gave up. And they still held him to 73 yards rushing, 74 yeah. yards rushing, excuse me. That that and, and did it without overcommitting. And that's so important because that limits the big plays in the pass game that Wisconsin thrives on. Uh, that makes them you more vulnerable to the scr- perimeter screens, which I thought Notre Dame mostly ate up today. The shovel pass is the only time Notre Dame really yeah. got beat, and they just misplayed that. But um, Kyle Hamilton made a great play on that, Vince, because he was kind of bobbing and weaving. And if, if he doesn't make that tackle – you know, maybe. Yeah, because he made the tackle around the ankles. Right. Held and, on for and, dear and, life. Uh, yeah. I, I just was incredibly impre- imp- impressed by the game plan today by Marcus Freeman. But look, a game plan is only as good as the players that execute. Oh, it. for sure. Yeah. And they sure. did a great. And, and it was it was such good team football. There were some issues at corner we'll talk about, but but overall, I mean, great tackling assignment correct there were no blown assignments in the run game like the most you could look at is like there was like a nine yard gain once where the backside guy just got got knocked back a little bit wisconsin's longest run today was 10 yards they had one carry for 10 or more for 10 yards and the rest were were single digit runs or negatives mm-hmm. yeah uh, and, and and notre dame didn't have a ton of negatives today like they weren't like they only had they only had four tackles for loss yeah yeah i mean i and, mean and, the the flow of that game and the way it went and the the manner in which they shut down Wisconsin's run game it felt yeah. like there were more than that it really did but yeah. they were meeting them at the line of scrimmage and yeah. so there was a lot I wish there was a stat for like no gains because there was a lot of no gains as right. well and so they didn't necessarily have a lot of tackles for loss but we talked about when the defensive line is able to eat up those offensive linemen and the linebackers can flow. They meet the running back at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And that's what was going on. And therefore Wisconsin was getting behind mm-hmm. the chains. So that just happened over right and there over and was over. the biggest key events. Yeah. They had Wisconsin off schedule all day because yeah. they were so good on first and second down. They didn't get a third down conversion until I think the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, they were 0 and um, six. Yeah. In the first half. I mean, first drive of the game. You know, they, they they throw that 22-yard pass, first third down, third and six, incompletion. Uh, Wisconsin's next drive, third and 13, because they had a Howard Cross had a, a – this is the thing with Wisconsin. First play of the second series was Howard Cross gets a, a tackle for loss on the street. Once you do that to Wisconsin, they're done. They're done. They're Three and done. out. Yep, they tried to run a screen. Isaiah Foskey sniffed it out. Next drive, they get to third and three, complete a two-yard pass, ate it up, get the fourth and one. That's when uh, Adam Eola, or excuse me, um, Myron Tungvaloa and Jacob Lacey blew them up. Next series, they get to a third and one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's offense. They get to a third and nine, and, that, and then Kyle Hamilton got called for a personal foul, uh, which, I mean, I mean by hit, the rule, it's a, it's a penalty. Yeah. Um, then they get to third and ten, and they're forced to drop back and throw. And when they're forced to throw, they run a lot of intermediate routes. Notre yep. Dame had a great preparation for it. You don't pick those routes off the way that Cam Hart did it twice. If you're not prepared for it. it. Absolutely. That's great preparation by the coaching staff. Yep. Third and 10, interception. Third and five, they actually called a break on that late second quarter, third and five, because Clarence Lewis got beat and and, and Mertz just overthrew him. 
you know, you get to the second half, third and eight, jumped to uh, you know, had to dump off. You, know, you get a, a force an incompletion and they punt. Then they got a short field, right? Or they had the long um, had the long shovel pass on first down. Never got to a third down on their next right. touchdown drive. Uh, then they get into a third and ten, and then uh, they ran a screen that Jason Adamiol and Clarence Lewis ate up, force a punt on third and ten. Uh, they got a third and one conversion on a fullback dive. The fullback. That's yep. a, that was the first third down conversion yep. of the game. Yeah. Third and goal, and they can't get a third and goal. Uh, Notre Dame forces a, a a field goal. I mean, it just it was that way the whole game, Vince. It was right. you kept them in third and medium so long the whole time. Yeah. Absolutely. And Wisconsin cannot beat a good team that way. They just can't. And and that's why I say as bad as the offense was today, Notre Dame rushed 30, had by stats, 32 carries for three yards. Now, again, sacks are included in the the team, the taking a knee. So let's go four yards for on 31 carries because I still think that's stupid that they got that as a rush. I agree. Uh, But, you know, four yards on 31 carries. If I'd have told you before the game that Notre Dame's barely going to complete half their passes, and they're going to rush for four yards on 31 carries. And the final score is going to be a 28-point differential. You're going to be like, man, it's going to be a rough day for Notre Dame. I can't believe they lost Wisconsin by 28. <laughs> that's what you'd have thought. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Right. Right. Because, right. because, but that's just how brilliant this defensive performance was. And, and again, it wasn't like they had a you know bunch of sacks. And I mean, it was just dominating the trenches on first and second down. Right. I mean, literally, Notre Dame dominated the line of scrimmage on defense today. I, I I couldn't be more – and it was scheme, it was effort, it was technique, and it was talent. It, it, it was impressive. Can I bring up my one negative about the defense? Sure. Because you know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. It was, it was the series uh, after Notre Dame went up 24-13. The defense t- took their foot off the gas. They, they they sat back. They went to the three front. They, they were doing the keep everything in front of you thing. And I, I wrote it down right here. Uh, let's see. It says – defense playing not to get beat that that's what i wrote yep. down and it was super frustrating i'm like you've had and what happened game. at the end of that drive right but uh he said two yard field goal that was missed he, because he said okay screw that yeah <laughs> and then he didn't exactly. back up again yes he's, he's got to stay on the attack and i if think Wisconsin is going to beat you at a 50 yard gain then they're going to beat you at a 50 yard gain it is what right. it is absolutely but i you know keep the heat up man just yes. turn the heat up keep yes. it there the yes. whole game and let you know, unless it's 41 to 13. Right. And, and again, keep but. the heat up doesn't mean you're blitzing every no, down. It just means you're that. still attacking with your friend. I know you're not. I'm explaining because oh. <laughs> you and I are on the same page. I'm explaining to people what we mean. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Deep breaths, goose frabo. Okay, you're gonna be all right. <laughs> but no, what Vince is saying here <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying you need to press. Or pressure or blitz. It just means keep with your let your defensive line dominate for four quarters. Right. Is essentially what, yeah, we want to see. So I mean, it just we said before the season that this could end up being one of the best defensive lines in the country. Mm-hmm. And and remember after the first two games and everybody was pan, not everybody like people here because I think we have a pretty rational group of people here, but Almost a lot of part. people nationally and some people in Notre Dame circles. I know I saw a lot of it on Twitter and a lot of it on the Facebook group and even some of it on our message board, although not a ton, because again, we have a pretty rational group of people that love talking football at Irish breakdown. Yeah. But there's like, well, you know, maybe Marcus Freeman's overrated and maybe he's not as good as we thought. And he doesn't know how to use the personnel. And I'm like, they've had four bad plays. (laughs) Okay. True. Yeah. Four bad plays that have accounted for basically like half their yards. Okay. Once they clean up those mistakes, this defense is going to be pretty freaking good. 
in the last two weeks, they've been pretty freaking good. Yeah. Right? Because they're cleaning. I mean, again, look, good teams. You know, Wisconsin's a quality team. Chess Malusi's a good football player. And for now and then, they're going to hit a shovel pass for 35 yards. You know, they're going right. to you know, outplay. And, you know, you bite a little bit too much mm-hmm. on the run, and they're going to hit a play-action pass over the top. It, you know, it is what it is. But how do you respond to those things? And the biggest mm-hmm. thing is, is to see the fundamental improvement from week one to week four – that's what a good, well-coached team looks like. The yeah. offensive lines look like garbage for four straight games from a technical standpoint, right? The receivers don't play with very good technique. It's still having too many drops. For four games, we've seen like no improvement fundamentally. You look at the defense, the, the growth they've had in the first year in the system, in four games, they've gone from a group that made way too many mistakes in within a four-game stretch it was one of the most fundamentally sound, aggressive performances we've seen in a long time. Absolutely. That's good coaching. And yeah. it's not just Marcus Freeman. He's the DC. He gets the first amount of credit. Of course. But you don't do that without a great D-line coach. You don't do that without great secondary coaches. And, and Kerry Cooks plays a role. And Nick Lazinski plays a role. This is a really well-coached group. Agreed. And from what I'm told from some sources, Mike Elson and Marcus Freeman have really clicked. And, 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 and Marcus Freeman is a guy that values, Hey, this isn't just my show. Yeah. Right. And he said that. Yeah. Right. And, but it's one thing to say it. Well, I've heard a lot of coaches say it, um, but he has lived it. And I think that creates buy-in that, and honestly, that's part of the only reason that Notre Dame is having success. They have on offense is because Tommy Reese does have a good relationship with John McNulty and, and uh, uh, you know Lance Taylor and things like that, but but back to the defense. This is such a well coached unit. There's still some things got to get cleaned up. The corners still get a little bit grabby. I like to see that get it's cleaned better. up. It's getting cleaned up a little. They bit, have but, made so yeah. much improvement in just a four game yeah. stretch against back to back. And here's the thing, they've played better in the biggest games. This is the mm-hmm. biggest game they've played, and they were oh, at yeah. their best. Yeah. This is a this is a unit that's ascending, Vince. And yes. t- I mean today was a great example of that. This this was a. I mean, I don't want to get too hyperbolic, but this, I mean, just off the top of my head, this felt like one of the best defensive performances we've seen in, in, so from a defense in a long time. It was so good. And I mean, it, this it, matches it, up like with the Syracuse game from 18. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now that was against a much better offense, but it was also a team well, that didn't have a ton of talent and the offense helped them out. But, but, the, but it, there was a lot going into this game from an outside perspective too, mm-hmm. more so than going into the Syracuse game. Right. And, you know, Notre Dame was the underdog and all, you know, th- there was a lot mm-hmm. of noise going into this game. And I will look, this defense is playing at a point right now where they will be in every game. This mm-hmm. defense will keep them in every game. Now it's going to be up to the offense to score some points, okay? Because the defense isn't always going to score 14, right. and the special teams isn't always going to score seven. So, you know, the offense needs to score. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the defense will keep Notre Dame in every game from here on out. I have right. no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes they're going to outscore the opponent like they did today. I mean, I mean it really was impressive, Vince. It is what it is. It, it really know? was. Um Great you wanna, performance. You want to fire off some of these super chats? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I, it I sounded like we were say, transitioning. I, I did want to say one thing. Fin- finish up the defense. Yes. This is why you've been so high on Cam Hart for so long. Yes. Because he's so rangy. He's so long. But you also kind of saw today why he didn't play receiver because he just doesn't catch the ball <laughs> real clean. But the the that was those were two phenomenal plays. He also played well against the run. They yeah. were ba- they basically said we're not going to throw at him very much today. And the few times they did it, they, they, it cost them. It, let, it let, me, let me ask you a question. 
Do you think that they moved Cam Hart to the field because it shuts down more of the field yes. defensively? Does yes. that make sense? So like they so. put their stronger corner taking to the advantage field. of that range. Yeah, yes. you can't you exactly. can't avoid him. So you're yeah. you're you're taking away two thirds of the field with him. Oh, not the whole thing. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But then but then Clarence Lewis has a smaller area to operate in, and you can also protect Clarence Lewis a little bit easier in the boundary, right? Kind of. Yeah, I feel like that's why they made that decision. So yeah, uh, and a good decision because Cam Hart has yes. responded. He has yes. responded. Yes. So fantastic. And you know so, he got he got injured last week and he bounces back and I, I didn't I didn't see him in the first. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, he got hurt at the end of the game last week. Yeah, I didn't see him in the first series. I saw Tariq Bracey out there, and I was like, "Oh, is he hurt?" And then I saw, I was like, "Oh, okay, there he is." So, <laughs> uh, but no, he was he was really good today. Now, Clarence Lewis to me was the only guy that I thought, boy, he he didn't well, play. He had well. a lot more opportunities to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they picked yeah. on him, and it was clear, and, and they had success doing so for the most yeah. part. And and right. that that was a a more accurate quarterback. Maybe they. Set they set up a score late in the first half with no sure. up 10 three. But you know, I'll say this too is is if the offense could have given the defense a little bit more help today. I mean, look, they've given up 13 points these last two weeks, Vince. Each the f- first time they've given up a score each of the last two weeks, the opponent started their first possession in Notre Dame territory. You're right. And both times you held them to field goals. Yeah, true. So um man, five turnovers, dominating defensive performance. That's great. I mean, it was it just, just so much fun. I'm so glad I stayed till the end because I will. Was, I really was thinking about you know taking off. So we get home. I told you to leave. I know, and I was like, well, I, I didn't really tell know. you. I said, hey, you know, you, you, you ready to leave now? And you're like, no. Nope. I was like, not really. <laughs> no, I want to stay. I want to watch game. I okay, just, I'm, a, I'm a fan too. <laughs> no, it's all, right. all good. Let's roll through some of these. I don't know if you put this one up yet, but I wanted to throw it up. Michael Burke, thank you, yeah. Michael. Uh, did anyone else enjoy seeing the stands continually empty out? behind the goalposts on the extra points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The So they had the stadium set up. I'm sure you guys noticed it was half Wisconsin. It was half Notre Dame. And I, I did see a comment in there someplace about, was this considered a Notre Dame home game? It actually was not. It was considered, considered. It was considered Wisconsin's home game. That's why it was on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, but they, the way that they kind of did things in the stadium, it was kind of half and half. So mm-hmm. like, they it was like Notre a bowl Dame. game. It, it really, felt like a bowl game. Very good point. Like they let Notre Dame do their, you know, thing in third quarter and then they played jump around and, mm-hmm. you know, they did kind of everything. They had the Notre Dame girl, you know, in the stands doing the nonsense on the Jumbotron. It's like, really? You brought that to Chicago? Are you kidding me? Um, but anyway, so it was, it was definitely Wisconsin's home game, but it, you know, they let everybody kind of do their thing, mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, let's see here. There was a few more super chats I wanted to get to. Hopefully I didn't lose them. DBZ. Uh, thanks to BZ says Jordan is going to be a beast. The more playing time he gets. I thought he had a really good game. He, he did some good stuff. They were trying to set up a screen and he was right there. Didn't bite on, uh, the play action on the backside and was right in Mertz's face. And so he had to ground the ball at the feet of the receiver. Um, and on that one as well, Drew White was right there on the running back. So yeah. even if it gets complete, Drew White's right there to wipe it out. Drew White had a great game in coverage. I thought Just Jordan a great game. I thought Jordan's timing as a pass rusher wasn't always there, which you kind of expect from a guy playing sure. his first game. But man, his motor just runs. He has right. one. He has one gear. Yeah, right. He, he really does. And as he kind of becomes more of a factor, and you can move him around more, and you can move. 
you know, some other guys around more. Goodness gracious, I I like it. <laughs> Absolutely, he, he brings versatility to the defense. Yeah. Just makes him that much deeper, which yeah. is which is fantastic. Brian Barry, thank you, thank you, thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate it. That's all I have. In I front got of one me. more. So you've got, got one more. more. Yep, got one more. So Elroy Bubba. Love that. Elroy Bubba, thanks for the uh, super chat. Says, I don't like the Shamrock series, but I'm okay with it if we play at Soldier Field every year. Thought the environment was awesome. And I, I will tell you, walking up to the stadium and everything, I mean, it was a great environment. It it really was a good environment. For the most part, the fans were civil to each other. There was a few, there was one nonsensical op- uh, opposing fan that was in mm-hmm. line next to me uh, that I just wanted to be like, dude, really? Come on, man. Did you but, want to like give him the DX move after the game? <laughs> well, it wasn't even it wasn't like it wasn't even because he was a Wisconsin fan. It was because he was a rich douchey fan. Like oh, that's yeah. it was that he was yelling like he yelled at a Notre Dame guy. He's like, Well, enjoy watching the watching the game from the stands while I'll be in a suite. I'm like, really, dude? Like, okay. Good comeback. I don't really care where you watch that butt whoop right. from. You still got your <laughs> yeah. butt whoop. Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> I wish I would have seen him after the game. Yeah. How was how was the butt whooping from the suite, dude? Yeah, um, did it did it hurt less? Did it hurt yeah. less? The more you know, the nicer seats. That's great. But anyway, oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, so I, I like the Shamrock series if done correctly. I just feel like yeah. some of the places they choose to play don't make sense. Like I like well, when the they one in Ireland, Indianapolis. I thought that like was dumb. Boston, Boston College at Fenway. I'm digging that. I liked sure. the one at Yankee Stadium against Syracuse. That made sense. I don't sure. like it when they play at MetLife. I. I didn't necessarily. I don't necessarily like playing army in San Antonio. I mean, get why you're doing it because there's a big sure. army base in San Antonio. I get that, but like, you know, uh, no. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, it great. is what it is. Playing uh, Arizona State in Dallas, like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I really, remember that one. Say yeah. Texas in Dallas or Oklahoma in Dallas or you know. TCU in Dallas or something like well, that. Wasn't there a reason they couldn't do that, though, because of, like, the Big 12 rights or oh, something? I, I don't remember, no. but... Probably. Look, I'm not upset about the Big 12 leaving per se, um, but they have some stupid rules. But, yeah, there's probably something dumb going on. So, anyway. Right. Anyway. Did, anything else you want to add about the defense, Vince? I mean, Loved it's it. just... They yeah. did exactly what I hoped that they would do, uh, to yeah. be honest with you. Josh Phillips has a quick super chat down here. He says, the D was outstanding. How special to have Rocket on Fox's show yes. and see Kyrie get a kickoff yes. return. O-line still concerns me, though. Did yes. they really do that? What? They had Rocket on? Rocket That's- was on the uh, so on the Fox, the big new okay. kickoff thing. Nice. Which, by the way, the, the, the football analysis of that is so far superior to what you get with – ESPN for at least when I used to watch ESPN now yeah. rocket segment was interesting because rocket you know rocket kind of goes off on tangents and aren't really related to he what does. he's talking about uh but it was just great to see him I bet you could still run a four five I mean just, you know, like, dude's got there, so like, much energy he's oh got he does so he is energy. so fired up about life yeah I absolutely love it I absolutely love it um but uh came out there had the bandana on he had the green on it green shoes on and he was so fired up and <laughs> that's awesome you know and you could you know what's kind of cool was like reggie bush kind of looked like a fanboy on that one like did you see like you have to go back what? and watch events if anyone said like reggie bush looked like i probably would have looked if the rocket would have come <laughs> up in the middle of a show like start, like matt leonard even said dude i grew up watching you before i became a usc guy yeah of course like, right I mean, because if you think about it, that those kids were growing That's up a perfect, at a time when, yeah. right, right. Uh, so, I mean, it was it was pretty cool. It was but, pretty. I cool. mean, Rocket was 
Reggie before Reggie was right. Reggie. I mean, right. let's be honest. And, if there and was, Rocket, yeah. if Rocket would have played in a more modern offense, Rocket still, I mean, yeah. still the most explosive player I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. And the With fact all that Tyree, to Reggie Bush and all yeah, that. the fact that Tyree wears twenty five and, and then went to the house. And then yeah, took it to I mean, the house with speed. Like, I thought that one guy at the middle of the field was going to catch him. He like, almost Because he had did. a step on him. And then, and then all of a sudden, Tyree's like, Whoop, nope. <laughs> not the guy from behind. But oh, the guy okay. that was – there was a – you may not have seen it. There was a guy coming from his right. You'll okay. see it on the TV copy. It okay. looked like he was, like, on – like, he had a track to get Tyree, and then he just kind of ran right by him. It was awesome. But it was uh, – it, it was awesome. Yes. And we'll, we'll talk more about Chris Tyree when we get to the offensive performance. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.